So it's recording now. So what I'd like to do is there are four things. Remember, there's the economic, there's the social, there's the cultural, and there's the GDFE. Remember what GDFE is? Growth, development, future, and ecological sustainability. Side by side with all of that, we've got the different dynamics. All right? So you've got to be able to marry them together. I only want to talk about today this one, the economic character, the nature and the location of those three things, residential, commercial land and industrial development in Sydney. Okay, first of all, the nature. The nature is about the characteristics of Sydney. So you can briefly say Sydney is a second tier world city, okay? It's a second tier world city and it is connected to other cities throughout Asia, the Pacific and the rest of the world through that global network we've talked about. That's just sort of your opening sentence, if that makes sense. So I'd just like you to, if you want to just jot down things I'm saying or listen to this again, that'll be fine. The next thing about nature is, is you go into the characteristics of Sydney. So what's its population? How many immigrants come into Sydney? Do we have large numbers of refugees? All right. What's the basic demographic? All right. And if you could go into it, perhaps, because it doesn't ask it, what are the different spatial sides of Sydney? Now, the first bit of work we did is, is you need to show the examiner that there are regions in Sydney. I confused you by giving you multiple approaches to that. But you need to think about Sydney in terms of, you know, maybe the west, the northwest, the southwest, the east, the north, and the shire. And then for each of those, there are different places we're going to unpack here now. All right? Now, the location of Sydney, the other part of the question is, you need to know its latitude and longitude. You need to know how far it is from the different capital cities of Australia. And then you also just need to know how it fits into the global hierarchy of cities. So Sydney is part of a subset of, say, the Tokyo World City and the Asian and Pacific region. But we are naturally a part of the bigger picture of the world as well. We are connected to New York and London and Paris and all the other places. But that's only a brief statement. That fits into the location. Then you get the actual physical location of Sydney. Now, with that, you actually have to do the topography of Sydney. So just make a note, you need to actually say it's the Sydney Basin. It's on the geological foundations of the Sydney Basin. It's surrounded by elevated plateaus to the north, elevated plateaus to the south. We're right on the top of it here, 200, between 200 and 220 metres. This is the highest point. And then to the west, the Great Dividing Range, the Blue Mountains. So we're in a bowl. Sydney is in a bowl. Its location from a geographical point of view is in a bowl. And you need to be able to say that about Sydney because it's a large city. Now everything that happens in that bowl has evolved over the last 200 and whatever it is, 50 years. And that's what we're doing now is. Now, let's take residential land. There's two ways to look at this. You can say there's a concentration of residential land around the centre of the bowl, around CBD, Parramatta River. All right? There's a concentration of residential land. Now, what is the nature of that residential land? What you have is, is you have either units and apartments in the CBD, and the other thing you have is, is you have units and apartments 
on the different radials, the transport radials out. So to the south you have units and apartments along the railway lines going south. Along the railway lines are going west through Burwood, Strathfield, North Strathfield. You've got a whole pile of apartments. So the residential land and the residential use is there. The other thing that dictates the type of residential land are the main transport lines of freeways, cars. And that's why I talked about you need to know the M1 to the north, the Pacific Highway. You need to know the, the, the M2, the M7 going around to Liverpool, the M5 going across Hurstville and the area to, to Liverpool. Then you've got the freeway to the north, you've got the freeway to the south, and you've got the one that goes off to the right from the, M, the M7, the F4, which is the one that goes to the, the mountains. So what you have there is the residential land is dictated to, and potentially the commerce, commercial land, industrial development is the same. The second part of residential land that I want you to think about is the new residential land. So you've got the existing one acre lots, large blocks of land and subdivision of houses to units and maybe medium density housing, all close to the railway lines, the main roads, and the centre of Sydney. The release of new residential land is probably in two sectors for you to think about. Let's go to the southwest first. That's the whole Badgerage Creek scenario. Residential land is going to be developed around the economic and the commercial industrial landscape that we have there. That's one area. The other area that is closer to home for all of you is the residential, sorry, the residential land opens up in the northwest of Sydney. The first wave of it was 20-something years ago of Castle Hill. And off the edge of Castle Hill was Bella Vista. And next to Bella Vista became the Norwest Business Park. So that all links in. So what you have now is, is you have a story about residential land. Now, you need the detail around that residential land for your assignments. And that's why we talk about, if you look at Eastwood, Eastwood, you talk about what's the residential land in Eastwood. And what's the dynamic associated with it? It's just a sentence on what? Urban village. So then the next step is, what's the residential land around Homebush Bay? The residential land around Homebush Bay is high-rise apartments. All right? What's the urban dynamic associated with that? Urban consolidation, urban renewal. And prior to that, urban decay, because it ripped out the, it ripped out the old manufacturing areas that are there. So we haven't even got past residential land, but each time you address each one of these, you bring it back to the different suburbs that I'm asking you to get a sense of around Sydney. And you keep bringing the theory together. Let's move on to the next part. The next part is the commercial land. My starting point for commercial land is think of the big suburbs that have big shopping centres. Okay? Let's stay close to here. We've got Hornsby and we've got... Castle Hill. Moving south, we've got Macquarie Park, Chatswood. So they become big centres of commercial land that has been set up. Going over the other side, which you don't know, my suggestion is, is you maybe look up maybe Hurstville, because Hurstville is a big shopping area. It's a big commercial area, which serves the southern portion of Sydney. Moving west, there's no doubt, Parramatta, 
Blake Town, Liverpool, Penrith. They're the suburbs that are providing the different commercial land. Now, the location again, once again, the nature and location of these are, are different. Let's go to nature first. Macquarie Park, the nature of that commercial land, is high-end technology. All right? It's the, it's the cochlear implant companies. All right? It's ResMed. It's all those companies that focus on high... It's Microsoft. So it's a, te- it's a technology hub. And you have actually commercial land that's set aside as a technology hub. So you'd be able to talk about that. Chatswood is mainly a retail area. There are professional things there, but you don't go there to go to deal with um, your cochlear implants. Or you don't go there to go see Johnson & Johnson about products that you're going to, to buy and sell in shops. So that's where that side of the nature of the commercial land is different. Another example of the nature of the commercial land is the, the business parks. And there are a number of business parks around Sydney. One of them is Norwest Business Park. All right? The Norwest Business Park is significant because it's tied to the dynamic of what? Suburbanisation. It's tied to the dynamic of residential land, which I didn't mention before, small blocks of land, big two-storey houses, okay? Quite congested, but not congested like unit living. And you've got that whole scenario that unpacks just there. So then following that, what you have then is, is you have other commercial land, which I'm going to sort of link to industrial land. In your essays and short answers, the industrial land, there are two time dimensions to it. Around Homebush Bay used to be British, British paints, the abattoirs, all those things, well before your lifetime, okay? But they all got urban decay, wiped out, rebuilt for the Olympics and the bicentenary at the time of 1988. And that whole area of industrial development got wiped out and it became more of a, a business residential area. So that changed. Darling Harbour, which I don't want to go to yet, the same thing will apply for Darling Harbour and Piermont. Piermont was an industrial area. It was a wharf. Working class people living there because in the early days of the 19th century, you didn't travel to work, you lived where you worked. But it got completely revitalised through urban renewable consolidation, okay, which we're going to do with the Piermont case study later on. The big thing about industrial development that you need to write about and be aware of is the industrial development and warehousing linked to the M7 motorway. So that's where you have all these big, all the trucks now don't come down the Pacific Highway through the North Shore. They don't go over the Harbour Bridge. What they do is they come down through, they go through the tunnel, they chuck a right and keep going, and they just get on and off the freeway in the M7, dump all their gear, pick up all their gear at these huge warehouses. Woolworths, all the big companies are out there with their, their gear, and then they keep going south. Now, there's a, there's a proviso with that. With the development of that area, the industrial area, you also have goods and services that come by water. The goods and services that come by water come on container ships. There are two main ports in Sydney where these container ships come in. One is the roll-on, roll-off port next to Barangaroo. 
just there, all right? And you have the, the, the container ships come up, and what they do is they get their, they're, they're stacked five containers high. They get their big cranes and forklifts. They pull them off and put them on the big platform, if you have a look at it just there. And then the trucks come in, and then the trucks then take the containers to Western Sydney, to the warehouses. So that's one example of the industrial development. The other type of wharfs, if you know Sydney a little bit better, are what's known as the finger wharfs. They're the ones where basically it's like reversing the car into the car spot, okay, which is vertical parking. The boats come in, and we'll see that at Piermont by looking at the satellite images, and that was the old way, that was the old industrial areas. So there's that side of it as well. Now, the other place where we have industrial development connected to the ports is Botany Bay. And there are people, engineering companies, doing a huge amount of work to streamline the movement of trains coming in to collect containers, streamline the movement of prime movers coming in to collect the containers, and those containers are either then maybe directly taken to, you know, the south to Liverpool, Southern Highlands, Wagga, to the west over the mountains to, Bank, to Bathurst, Orange and Dubbo, or north up the freeway to go up the coast. And then you've got other directions in between, all right? That's the first thing about the Botany Bay. But the second thing about Botany Bay is, is, is that those containers are also got to go to the warehouses. So there are warehouses actually in the western area of Sydney, the M7. All right, and they just roll on, roll off, and all the gear gets there. Then other trucks come down from Brisbane or up from Adelaide and, and, and Melbourne, and they pick up all the containers and then redistribute them across the state, if not the country. Okay, now, the final thing I want to touch on is that industrial development is not only connected to that. Every suburb has its little bit of industrial development. You've got the Dural Business Centre, okay? It's not industrial, it's commercial, but it's professional as well. At Thornley, all right, between Duffy's Road and Dartford Road, just there, they've got an industrial park there. If you pay attention to that area, they've got... Cement making, Hanson Cement's there, Concrete's there. You've got these industrial organisations that are set up in suburbs around the place. All right, in Hornsby, the industrial area of Hornsby is sort of that area to the north of the hospital down in the valley, just there. There's an industrial area just there. In areas of Dural, there are, there is, it's actually called the Dural Business Park, which is a hybrid of commercial and industrial development in the area. Don't know what it's like in the Norwest for you two guys, but I'm sure there are areas that are now reflecting not only residential land, but also commercial land and industrial development in the area. So to wrap up, <coughs> what you have is you have that big picture of Sydney and you've got to wrap that big picture of Sydney up around with detail. The textbook gives you the Sydney stuff and that's what I want you to focus on for this lesson where you're gonna go have a look at the textbook. I've got some stuff I can share with you I'll put on, on, on Sydney, and you're gonna draw resources there about the changing economic character, nature, and location of those three parts of Sydney. Residential land in Sydney, commercial land in Sydney, and industrial development in Sydney. And it goes back to that very first lesson where you need to know your suburbs. Yeah. Okay? Are we all good with that? Yeah. I'll just, I'll just turn this off so 